Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, another rider, another day. Today we have Raj. He's an entrepreneur, you can say. He sees a business avenue, an idea, and he grabs it. He's born in India, educated later years in London, he's in the corporate world, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about his bags. He does these special bags for you ladies out there, if you wanted. Well, I'll let him explain because I'm not very good at women's items. <laughs> I don't know what I'm messing up. But nice to have you here today, Raj. I appreciate being here. I appreciate okay, to- that. Tell us about your products that you uh, export. Yes, of course. So these are handmade bags. So they're different shapes and sizes. It could be clutch bags, could be handbags. It could be, um, there's a special word we call it in Hindi, it's called portli, which means a special bag, which has got kind of chains around it, pole, pole chains that you can, it's handheld, but it looks like, uh, how should I describe it? It's very special design, so I can't even just put it into words if I'm completely honest, but apart from that you've got the normal clutch and handbags, but the special thing about these is they're custom made. Do you could give me a picture that you feel obviously has some resemblance to you, that can be put in with handmade items, beads, gems, work, stonework, etc, can be put made into a clutch bag. The front of a bag could be, you might be obsessed with unicorns, might be obsessed with parrots or birds, etc, they can actually be put onto that using gem work and it's all done by hand there's no machine work whatsoever and it can be made to your size your fitting your colors you see a prototype that's made in red green and blue for example but you want that in pink gold and white mm. can be done there's nothing that can't be done hence the custom made side of it yeah okay so i assume you have a website uh, not at the moment, no. It's been very slow at the moment. There is a website for wholesale side of things, but retail, it's more made to order and custom made to order. Uh, delivery can be obviously expressed, express shipped within two to three weeks. But if you want a full order and it's fully custom, it can take up to 30 days to be sh- made, shipped and in your hand. So if people who are listening to this and mm-hmm. they, they're thinking, yeah, I'm having a wedding or a function, yeah. where can they actually see the items? So they can see the items, as I said, obviously they can see the items on the wholesale website for them to get an idea about shapes, sizes and different types of bags. But in terms of if they want something in their own colour scheme, they can contact me from there. There's social media pages, it's called Custom Fusion. Um, there's, um, Do you want to spell that for them? Custom Fusion is C-U-S-T-O-M Fusion, F-U-S-I-O-N Custom Fusion with a Z at the end, Custom Fusions That's where obviously I can be contacted I have obviously, I do merge that's the website, yeah? Uh, that's not the website, no That's the, that's Instagram. the Instagram account where I can be contacted Okay uh, There's a second Instagram account obviously which is my sales side Which can obviously be used to contact me as well or you can contact me on my personal page which is the most active one which is underscore rxj on instagram contact me on there i'll take personal orders 
seven days a week. I'm more than happy to obviously sit down, work out exactly what you want, what style, what kind of bag, what pearl designs, mm -hmm. what beadwork, what kind of gems you want to use. Mm -hmm. If you want them stitched on with a plastic um, threading or if you want them stitched on with other kind of threadings. Mm -hmm. If you want the inside to be silk, if you want it to be satin, if you want it to be any fabric, if you want it to be obviously padded with extra protection so it's secure if you want it more hands-on the size of the bags everything is fully customizable when it comes down to that okay so there isn't anything we can't do with these bags so the people who make them mm -hmm. uh what, what are they are they so, women or young uh, people so they are young and old men and women there's based in india based out of india it's uh just outside Delhi, it's a rural area where the factory is based. It's based out of Gurgaon, which is one of the rural, uh, just outside uh, main Delhi city. That's where they're made in the factory. No, no, you can keep going straight. Oh, yeah, keep going straight. Um, yeah, they're based in obviously there and they're exported over to myself. Or if you want them shipped directly to you, that can be arranged as well. Okay. They so, are, as I said, express shipping. So, we've, sorry, what, which, what I'm trying to get at is, uh -huh. is like when you go abroad, yeah. These are these are people who are from villages, yep. and you're helping it. So there's an ethical side where you're helping. Oh, 100%. The it's about boosting their economy and their finances as well. Okay. Because uh, I'm actually working in partnership with the company in India who do it locally. Mm -hmm. They haven't actually thought to expand it worldwide. Mm -hmm. So they are. So you've got that ability, and you can say to them, um, "Seeing I need this, I need yep. that." and they're happy exactly okay yeah i'm with you i'm with you i actually had a just a concept as well because in in africa they make a similar product mm -hmm. and um you're actually doing what i i am for but mine is i'm more it's more time yeah um somebody else should be doing it for me really mm -hmm. <laughs> in that respect but yeah so how long have you been doing these handbags? Uh, this has been going on for just over a year. So it was it initially started in, um, say, June, July 2019. I went over in September 2019 to India myself to sit down, work out the finer details, go through the specifics. And then, yeah, it went from there. Okay. But it's not only bags either. Bags is obviously the main con main focus. But the good thing is we're actually in partnership with um, three bridal boutiques who can actually arrange custom-made clothing as well. Okay. Um, jewelry, accessories. It is a whole whole shebang if you want to put it that way. When okay. it comes to Indian bri Asian bridal wear, Asian party wear, or even just normal sophisticated bags. Mm -hmm. It can just be subtle designs, black gem work, black stone work, which looks really subtle and just an even nightclub going out as mm. normal night outs. Yeah, it works a, anywhere, it plugs in anywhere to be honest. That sounds good. It sounds really, really good. Okay. What's the what motivates you where you want to do uh, this? Mo what you... motivates me even as a young age, I've even at a young age I've always been that person who's been wanting to do more wanted to find more ways to earn, more ways to fund my, well, my day-to-day -day life. So it's always been, even as a kid in school, going to the likes of Poundland, Sainsbury's, buying multi-packs of Lucozade, multi-packs of sweets and candies and selling them, making a profit. Mm -hmm. That's always been, so my aim has always been about making more out uh, of what's around. Connecting people, like I'm doing with the bags at the moment, connecting people together, making sure that people in India that, don't have the access to these kind of markets 
get these kind of accessibility and actually can expand mm -hmm. their market range and be promoted more than anything mm -hmm. that's in its own place and as I said earlier making life easier for people in whichever way it may be it might be them trying to expand their brand it might be them trying to open a brand I've actually help, helped people open businesses in the past help them with design my creative side comes out designing logos website design etc so it's any way possible to expand businesses and make sure there's more of a well, a digital footprint for a yeah. business let's say as a consultant mm -hmm. in what you do yeah what will you say have been your trials my triumphs or trials 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 things that you've learned along the line because basically what you're telling us is that mm -hmm. you're and a consultant and what yeah. you're doing you can put things together you can make mm -hmm. things work for people mm -hmm. so what's been obviously you've got the difference of culture where you've yeah. had before and you come here when mm -hmm. you're 10 years old in the culture shock yeah now you've got the, the reverse differences of culture mm -hmm. but you've got to understand their business what they want yeah and how to bring it into the the forefront of the western market mm -hmm. or the international market i should yeah. say uh, in terms of that i'd say my biggest one would be persistence persistence and actually finding different ways to get to the same objective there's always more than one way mm -hmm. to get to the same objective you might be five ten different ways it might step well way number five might take six months route number 10 might take 12 months route number seven might take a month it's about finding different ways and finding quicker ways to get to the same objective mm -hmm. and at the same time obviously whoever I'm doing it for making their life easier so they can focus on what they want to do and I can be in the back end of things mm -hmm. making sure that everything is running smoothly so when it comes to my what I've learnt and what I implement in terms of what I've learnt it is about persistence and finding different ways mm -hmm. would you so what I'm saying what I'm hearing is mm -hmm. patience yep. and um, planning 100% planning is two-thirds of the job yeah because you've got you've planned the different methods you've mm -hmm. looked at the different methods yep. and you've just had to say okay what is going to work for me mm -hmm. on this case or yeah. the client on this case and then you take the patience to ball um, have it out so you've got to be a really busy person because you're working with different time zones mm -hmm. And um, obviously, you're doing your nine to five job as well. Yeah. So, how long has this whole handbag and consultancy thing going on? Uh, consultancy has been around for about three years. I used to do it obviously in the back end just as an individual, just helping out design logos. It started mm -hmm. off obviously just doing it for friends. Mm -hmm. My first ever logo I ever designed was for one of my friends who runs a tuition company. His logo was a simple word art when it first started. Oh, just the word art? Just a simple word art, obviously, having the name of the company there and a simple um, animated graphic mm -hmm. above it as his logo. Yep. Uh, which was a tuition company, his main focus was maps. I actually implemented that, gave it a background, gave it a different font to make it more, make, made it more stand out, made it stand out more. The name of the company was A Star Solutions. Mm -hmm. I actually made the letter A look like a person who's graduating with a graduate hat okay so um, the background was a stencil of a graph with numbers and mm -hmm. stuff like that behind it so it's about making it more modern rather than just a basic which so you, catches more eyes you've got a creative side as well as I your do. accountant side i do 
and your sport. So you're a bit of an all-rounder then. As the, that is true. I love to be involved in all aspects of the of the business, regardless if it's the creative end of things, management end of things, sales end of things, or behind the scenes HR. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be involved in every part of it because I know I've learned through my mistakes. I've learned through what I've done wrong, what I've done right. Even in sales, there's certain ways to sell. There's certain ways to approach certain clients or certain prospects, certain times to call them. So even if I'm teaching my team now, it is about the certain times where decision makers are available because there's no point wasting your time with a HR admin lady when she's going to give the message two days down the lane and the business owner is just going to shrug it off and be like, I don't even want to do this. Mm -hmm. It's about finding the right time to speak to the right person. Because mm -hmm. if you get to the right time to speak to the right person, you might have a deal within two days rather than waiting three weeks for that business owner to get back to your message. Yeah, and depending so, on his frame of mind, exactly. he could just be very dismissive about exactly the whole the whole predicament. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the gatekeepers, admin, receptionists are there to uh, shoot people off and um, tell people, yeah, we're not interested. So it is about the right technique of mm -hmm. how to come across with that gatekeeper, mm -hmm. how to get through to the right person that you want to speak to and how to yeah. implement that call, set a meeting. Yeah, do you know what the funny thing is? I used to have my own business oh, nice. and based on what you're saying is that I used to have a gym. Okay. And a car hire and a fleet of tuk-tuks and I used to live in Kenya and, oh, uh, nice. and uh, a clothing line. Very nice. And I had two girls mm -hmm. and one of them I trusted, well I trusted them both. Yeah. But one of them who worked in a day with me mm -hmm. so I would say you sort it out mm -hmm. and tell me what you think yeah so if she was telling me Simon we should do this mm -hmm. it didn't really take her too much yeah for me to say okay then go ahead with it yeah but if it was somebody else who had just come to me mm -hmm. because I had faith in her that she could vet yeah. She understood the culture, she understood every, all the things I think. So she said, no, Simon, don't bother with this. Mm -hmm. I didn't bother with it. Well, she said, yeah. And I said, so I'd ask her some couple of hard questions. And mm -hmm. I said, well, if you're happy, we're going with it. Yeah. Like that. As long as I've got the answers, uh, a half decent answer, more mm -hmm. than, a bit more than half decent, half decent answer, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And, and um, that's what brings to mind of what you're saying there. Mm -hmm. um, how, when you're dealing with business and the funny thing is if you're trying to when I think about this whole pandemic thing mm -hmm. as a salesperson yeah. how do you get past that so building relationships because you see what I mean you're building a relationship you've got to build a relationship over zoom or over the phone mm -hmm. and unless you're really good looking and do you see what I mean? I get exactly. And, and you can give there. a very good impression. Yep. That's where the charisma and everything comes in yep. to play. Otherwise, you're just going to be left in the cold every time. It is. That is the case. But the way I see in terms of sales and how to close clients, let's say, or even well, schedule meetings to so even approach clients as a prospect, to even mm -hmm. show them what you can do for them, it is about finding the need. Mm -hmm. In these cases at the moment with COVID, it's about finding the urgent need and the urgent need for any business, regardless of where you are at the moment, mm -hmm. is making sure your finances are enough to run you through this COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's about selling a service to them, which not only obviously is a, well, it might be a necessity for them as a business, but it's not a priority. Mm -hmm. So it's about finding a service that plugs into them as a priority, shows them that there's a saving away, a possible saving available for them. Mm -hmm. That in these circumstances, annually if they spend, like I was saying about payroll in my day job, and you leave the saving uh, spending 
20k a year just to operate a company with their employees if I can find them a way where they can save 15k of that annually mm -hmm. and I'm telling them annually there's 15k available for you to make sure your business is running through this COVID and is able to survive this pandemic mm -hmm. that's a need for them that's going to grab an interest for them rather than me saying oh um, so one of the services obviously we ex we uh, specialize in security industry and mm -hmm. the service that's needed in security industry is screening and vetting which is an extensive background check mm -hmm. rather than me going to them saying oh I can provide the screening and vetting service for you and you pay this much to me they're going to be like no I don't want to spend money at the moment I'm not in a state as a business for me to have more outgoings I want less outgoings and more incomings that's the re that's the mindset in any business at the moment so I'd go I'd more focus the start of it with payroll saying okay I'm able to save you as I said out of the 20k a year 15k hypothetically mm -hmm. and out of the saving of 15k I'm telling you to spend a thousand out of that mm -hmm. so you're still saving 14k yeah. but instead of 20k you'll be spending initially you spend five out of that with what you're doing mm. the 15k you save you're spending a grand out of that to have the service so not only have you saved 14k you've added another service and doing what you're doing for the 5k you were doing in the first place yeah so it's about finding as i said finding different methods finding different ways for for us to get to the same objective i'm still gonna pursue them with that second sale of screening and vetting but that's not going to be my primary conversation my initial introduction I'm going to the, go go with them and say, okay, there's a, there's a huge possibility of saving for you. Yeah. Financially speaking, and if you see that saving and you can, as a business owner, realize that is a potential saving for you, now that you've figured out in the next 12 months those outgoings have been reduced 60, 70 percent. Out of those 60, 70 percent you're saving, spend 10 percent on this on top. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to a different company for it. It's the same company providing you a service. Yeah. So not only have you built a new relationship with a new company as a client that's providing you a service, but they're not only providing you one service, but they're providing you multiple service. And everything's under the same umbrella, which is a win-win either way. Yeah. So it is about finding the urgency. It is about finding the need of the company at that time, or the industry, let's say. Because I focus on industry to industry rather than each company, because every company is sitting in a different boat. Not every company would be in the same financial situation. And then obviously I assess industry to industry, then I engage them in conversation about payroll, for example, get a bit more answers out of them. Because the one thing a lot of people don't realize in sales, initially anyway, it is about letting them control the conversation. Because the 10 questions you're going to ask them, they might answer seven for you before you even start the conversation. Mm -hmm. So if they can answer seven questions, you can use those seven questions to answer the other three. Yeah. So okay. it is about strategizing how the conversation takes place in the in initially. Is there ever a case where you just look at a business and say, this would be a lot of money, but the kind of people these are, we're, we're just going to have more problems than it's worth work, trying to work with them? Yeah, there's definitely been a case. There's definitely been a case in the past that's happened. But um, our company for us and our USP is about find, uh, providing that bespoke, custom, personable service. Mm -hmm. So we would find a way or find an alternative for us to be able to provide that service but at the same time be on the same page. Initially we might not be on the same page but it's about merging together and working together long term. Mm -hmm. So initially there might be some ups and downs like recently I signed a new client. We're still working out the final details which is the case in any new client. Mm -hmm. It's the second month of providing the service for them but it is just about connecting together and making sure obviously everything's done the right way on both sides. Because the last thing we want as a service provider 
is for the client to be in any jeopardy. Mm -hmm. And the last thing the client wants is for us as a service provider not being able to provide the service properly. So there is times, answering your question from before, there are times where you might think, oh, it's too much headache to handle. But we still take it on, absorb the headache and provide the service. Okay. What do you see as the future for yourself, right? For myself, I had the same obviously goal when I was 21 coming out of uni. By 30, I won two successful businesses running, um, one in India, one here, working together in collaboration. And um, I want my mum retired by the time I'm 30. That's been my main goal okay. since I graduated. Mm, is that a sense that you're a bit of a mummy's boy then? Yeah? 100%. <laughs> no, proud not, of it. Not shy. Not shy uh, to admit that at all. She's um, done a lot for me to be where I am. So the only thing I can do is give Look her back her, her last few, well, last two, three decades that are left, give her the best that's possible for her. Uh -huh. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. That's good. That's really good. Where's this stuff in there? Hmm. Okay then, well that's been a great interview. Thank you so much, I appreciate that. Much appreciated. We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day, 8am and 5pm GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on Earth and has done for many years. It holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.